Blog Talk Radio. summer guys you're gonna have to bear with us a little bit uh but welcome to the show hope you guys are doing great uh out there listening uh we have a guest today Jahave floyd uh played at holy cross university now plays in greece and we're going to talk to him a lot today about um what he's currently playing in which is the basketball tournament now the basketball tournament is a uh picked up by espn it's uh it's basketball when there's no basketball because training camp and everything uh they usually play it in the summer now that kind of the NBA is going to be going on around the same time, but there's going to be training camp. So it's not really going to be the same. So it'll be a little, a little different, but it's, it's cool. So uh, we're going to talk to Jahave uh, today and uh, go through uh, just kind of what goes on. I know that he's quarantined right now there. Uh, I told him to uh, hop on in uh, like five minutes. So I know he's quarantined in, where the hell is he? Wherever he is. Those are the questions that Somewhere I have. Somewhere in Greece. No, he's 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 home. He's oh, like he's home. So the basketball tournament is like, and this is my recollection. I'm gonna have to talk to him a little bit because the basketball tournament, when it started, it was just guys getting together teams of like professional athletes and uh, things like that during the off season. So like a lot of guys who would be home in like July, June, July would then play in it just because it was a way to stay in shape. And it was basketball when the NBA finals had ended and people were still interested and to kind of see some of these, like, it's kind of like our show, like kind of seeing where some of these guys ended up and uh, what they're doing. Cause they're mostly overseas and no one hears about them. And then they come and play in the basketball tournament and suddenly they're kind of like, Oh, there we go. There they are. So uh, that's kind of what uh, this whole thing is. So I don't know where he's quarantined. I, he probably told me I'm, I'm like, was, you know, it was kind of a you know scramble, so hopefully we'll be able to get some more answers today. But he is quarantined right now, waiting to play in the basketball court. So when does, almost, when does the tournament start? Because I'm like starving for some type of sports here, man. Like they keep teasing me I, on Sports Talk Radio, like, oh, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And I'm like, is it really? Is it really going to happen? <laughs> I think it's – I honestly think it starts on Saturday. Okay. That I did see something that said the basketball tournament starts on Saturday. So, I think Saturday on ESPN or ESPN2 or 4, 7, 9, whatever ESPN is on. ESPN, uh, the Ocho. Exactly. There's going to be basketball. So, that's what we're looking forward to. So, I think that's what we have. Uh, so, we're going to talk to him um, and just kind of go through – and figure that out. This and should I, be a good precursor to like what maybe we can expect from yeah. from some of the the the, the NBA um, the uh, early season. You know, uh, some of the effects. Like, is this going to work? Yep. Quarantining everyone. Like, I have high hopes. But that's, uh, like, that's like one of the questions I have. Like, how is this going to kind of be 
like you said, it's going to be a precursor to the NBA. And like, if this shit works, like we're good. So it's like, I I guarantee a lot of NBA teams are going to be watching the basketball tournament and kind of like seeing how it goes. Well, I feel like it's playing with my emotions. I was so excited about the baseball thing. And then, you know, that news came out that like, what was it? Five Phillies players had COVID and like three of the, of the, uh, three of the um, support staff had it. And I was just like, great. And of course yeah. it had to be the Phillies of all, all teams. Exactly. Like, I, I was, I was getting so geared up. I was like, all right, I'm going to jump online. I'm going to pick up tickets. Um, I'm going to try and get something. I'm going to like, I don't care if I have to tailgate in my backyard, you know, and, and put the TV outside or something because I'm at the point, Kev, where it's like, like, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a baseball guy through and through. Oh yeah. And to to not have baseball in the summer, it does not feel like summer right now. I don't no. know about you, but it does not feel like summer right now. Um, no, I, I agree. I think it's uh, the whole thing's it's everything's different now. Um, no, this this will be a great like uh, a great at least like an appetizer. To... It would be. <laughs> I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what he says uh, and kind of go from there. Well, he oh, just jumped oh. on, so I'm gonna Sweet. get him in here, brother. Nice. And let's see what we get. Chahava Floyd. All right. You know what's funny? I just changed my my name on the uh, – I just looked down and uh, it said Mr. Owens as opposed to Kevin Owens. I was, I was like, like, oh, we got the teacher Owens here. <laughs> I was like, I need to fix that right now. Chahava, right, can you hear us all right, brother? I can hear you now. Awesome. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Just got done with practice. All right. So that's like, a, you know, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. That's like the biggest thing uh, we have to kind of talk to you. The the basketball tournament, which is obviously uh, you guys start on Saturday, right? Saturday is the first, the first games. Yeah. Nice. So that's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think the one thing that we said would be, uh, we were talking about this a little earlier, how this is going to kind of prepare. And a lot of the NBA teams, a lot of NBA players, a lot of the NBA will be watching the basketball tournament to kind of see, hey, how's this going to play out? How do you think this is going to be? Because uh, you currently are in quarantine right now, right? Uh, yeah, we, we can leave our rooms. Uh, the first day we were only in our rooms for like 21st yeah, it will definitely be a test for the day bubble. But they're being pretty, like, precautious about uh, wearing a mask and not talking to other teams and stuff like that. So they're doing a pretty good job so far. That's really cool. Um, so when you guys are, you know, you you guys obviously, like you said, it's going it, to – I feel like what you're describing is representative of what the NBA bubble is going to look like too. I know I've heard, you know, different reports, talk to different guys who said – uh, laid out the things and like the same thing. They can leave their rooms. Uh, they're probably able to communicate with friends who they have on other teams, but it's really trying to, which might change um, now that, you know, some of the teams like, you know, Sacramento kind of came down with that whole thing. Um, but a lot of the guys are kind of able to kind of have be free to leave their rooms, but there's a lot of precautions and stuff like that. So I'm excited to see how the basketball tournament uh, goes. So can you just quickly Tell us how you got involved in the basketball tournament and, uh, you know, wh- what group of guys you ended up playing with. 
Um, so he was in the air for a big yeah, I think we lo- lost yeah. Java. I was about to say, I was like, uh, I was, I was kind of going, I was like, wait a minute. Could you hear him clearly? I could not hear him clearly. Let's try and get him back. What I want to try okay. and do is I want to take away his, uh, uh, maybe if he just goes with, um, I think it's a bandwidth problem, like saying okay. similar to what you have. Maybe if we can just get him on audio wise. Cool. Looks like he's you back know how to hand, you, Yeah, you could you could give him instructions. I have no idea what I'm doing with that. Jahava, can you hear me? Oh, there he goes. All right, we, I think we got a better connection this time, Jahava. Can you hear me? Yeah, I had to use my phone. The hotel Wi-Fi is, is not pretty good. I was going to say, it's, it's a billion times better. Whatever you just did. Stick to that, you know. Uh, so I think we're good now, brother. So let's go yeah, back to the, the beginning of this interview, Kev. Man, let's let's start from the yeah, top. <laughs> let's, start from the, let's start from the top. Ah, right. no, that's cool. So yeah, like the um, the whole entire thing that the biggest thing that uh, kind of I think the people want to know. Uh, we talked a little bit about you know the the tournament and what it's going to represent in terms of like how all the NBA players are going to see the bubble that you guys have created. Uh, first off, how long have you been? In, where are you actually located right now? Uh, I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, we're okay. The, we're at the Hyatt Regency, um, right uh, down the street from the Nationwide Arena where we're playing. Okay, so all the games take place in the same arena. You guys are all – how long have you been quarantined uh, there? Uh, I was quarantined for the first 24 hours on Tuesday. Then okay. I got my first negative results. So now we're in the hotel, but we get to, like uh, practice – teammates and interact with our teammates that's awesome and uh kind of the the tournament how did you get involved with the tournament in the first like how did you get involved with the guys on the team how did you get involved with the the basketball tournament uh it was through a mutual friend uh, i had a manager who who uh he was a manager from my high school team um he was friends with one of the players Vito brown and he they were looking for a big and he offered them uh, me and uh, so did my film, and then they were on board with it. That's awesome. Uh, so you know, you guys start on Saturday. It should be a pretty fun, uh, fun thing. I think that you know, John, our producer, he was he said he's doing the same thing. I think I'm doing the same thing. You know, everyone's itching for basketball, so I think the ratings for this are going to be so big because you know, usually it's like the NBA finals have just ended, so people are kind of like, oh, cool, basketball, like, but now it's like this is like a precursor to what's going to happen in uh late july so i think the ratings going to be through the roof which is really cool for you know you know guys you guys to all be able to play in front of the you know an obvious and there's no crowds or anything like that right no i don't think so and we're the first game too so it would be nice. definitely fun um to get out there first and be the first basketball since march i, I think so you uh kind of going back into your backstory because you and i are very similar in terms of uh you know, we, I think you were the same as me. Like when you got into high school, you were probably like six foot, six, one, you were, you were, you know, 
a little smaller and then you started growing. Yeah. How tall were you when you started high school? <laughs> I was five eight. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. Because I was six one probably my sophomore year in high school. And then mm-hmm. I shot up to like six ten like over a year and a half. So it was like real, you know, there's real awkward times that I went through. Uh trying to get crazy. Yeah. How did you how did you like feel with that? Like just kind of like this this crazy growth spurt? It actually, um, it happened out of nowhere. Um, and when when I was growing, I, I was also skinny. So uh, it was hard for me to like play basketball because I was so frail. And I think a couple of times I would like literally faint because of how like underweight I was. Yeah. I felt, I feel, feel like the same thing. I was like, I was 6'10 and I weighed 195 pounds. That was like, that was ridiculous. And, you know, being I feel like I I bulked up and now like I kind of became when I started playing I became like more of a bully but when I was like skinny like I was just like getting thrown around they would just throw football players on me and be like yo go throw this kid all around I'm like shit <laughs> like every uh, yeah, time. same literally same I, and the crazy thing is I w- I got bigger but I would still have the skinny boy mentality and I had to get that in college <laughs> I had the same exact problem. It's like such a crazy because you. How are you supposed to change your entire mentality? Right. Like, and everyone's like, "Go right through him," and you're like, "No, I'm going <laughs> around him." He's gonna punch That's me in true. my head. I still struggle with it sometimes. I forget, I forget how strong I am now. Like, I, I probably um, from I think I went to college like 185 and left like 240. That's and awesome. I just didn't know how like strong I was until I a certain place. I'm like, okay, I'm like surprising myself. Like, I'm. <laughs> It was like, it was like, still am, to be honest. That's awesome. Uh, so you kind of, you know, take us through you, you obviously a huge star at Holy Cross, uh, you know, very, very successful there, really, uh, you know, became like a very big prominent uh, player at Holy Cross. And then you were able to take your, your, your uh, talents overseas. You played in a little bit in Germany and Greece. Uh, kind of take us through that experience of like, how did you go from college? Because I think the biggest question that I always get asked, and a lot of guys that play overseas get asked, how do you go from college to playing professional? I think that's like something that a lot of people are like, well, I can play professionally. I'm like, well, there's a whole process. So how take us through your process. I mean, graduating from Holy Cross, like you said, I had a like a pretty good career in my last two years. So it's like going a pro, you know you're going back to square one. And that, I think the learning curve was pretty big for me because I played a Princeton offense in, in college, so I had to, like, adapt to a whole different system. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, I played in Germany for a little bit, but it didn't work out there because I just wasn't, like, you know, I wasn't prepared, I wasn't ready. So it took me a while to, like, prepare, like, and get ready. I feel like uh, the first six seasons in Greece – I mean, six uh, games in Greece, like – I was still getting my feet wet, and then finally I started to like you know adapt and be effective out there. That's crazy. It's very it's crazy because we like kind of met through a you know Bill Hortz, who I went to college with, and I think you met him uh, like on the beach. Is that where yeah, you met him on the beach? I met him on the beach. <laughs> and he's like he he gave me the information, and it's crazy because I feel like our stories are very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of talking about that because I went to Monmouth University, and the same thing. Like you know, you were Carmody was it, was he the coach? Is he the, yeah, so, so Carmody. Well, I know, like, he, he was the prince in offense, and, like, we had one of his assistants who then came on to the Monmouth staff, and, like, mm-hmm. so we ran the whole prince in offense, and I found it very difficult. Like, I went and played in the D-League, 
And it was like, I was so team oriented. Like I want to play, I want to be on a team. I wasn't the guy who's like, I'm going to go out and score 40 points. I was the guy who's like, let's win as a team. And then you're kind of like overseas and they're like, you need to score 40 points. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah, I think that's, that's why I didn't work out in Germany. He's like, I need you to have an ego. And I just, I like, I'm just so like, want to pass, want to like, you know, get my teammates involved and it just didn't work out. So I, I, I use that as, as a chip on my shoulder now. Like, you know, I have to like, um, like make people feel me like, like, you know, have like, you know, that mentality, that dog mentality to like go out there and, you know, like now it's not college anymore. It's the pros. Like you have to actually do like, if you're like, playing for like money now so yeah (laughs) so uh kind of your any crazy experiences that you've had uh overseas I know overseas it's like you know we always talk about that it's like it's it's a it's the best experience but it's like there's some crazy stuff that happens that even like NBA players you talk to they're like what wait what happened have you had any I mean especially playing in Greece I know the Greece you know, that Balkan Peninsula, the fans and stuff like that are kind of crazy. Any crazy experiences that you've had? I mean, I've, I've seen a lot my first year, I swear. <laughs> yeah, don't hold back. Getting, we, want to, we want to hear the good stories. <laughs> this is my I mean, favorite getting, question, Java. <laughs> getting, getting cut my, in Germany was, I'm like, it was terrible. I don't know. Like, you know, like afterwards, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm good enough, da, da, da. So even in Greece, I, I had another chance to prove myself, and they were almost going to cut me. But the coach got fired. And then the new coach came in and was like, why are you going to cut this guy? This guy's athletic. Like, I can use him. So that's who really, like, put me on. But I've seen so many, like, uh, from the beginning of Greece, I've seen guys, like, probably four or five guys get cut. And I've seen the worst cut ever. Like, we just finished the game down. We lost by, like, 30. We don't. We, we just brought a new player. We don't know who's getting cut. So, like, so the coach is livid because we just lost by 30 in the locker room after the game. Had us in there for two hours. And he goes on to say, like, points on one of my teammates and said, yeah, you were worried about getting cut? Well, you're cut, like, in front of the whole team. Oh. Didn't give us – didn't give him no warning or anything. So I've seen that. I've seen – yeah, it's so just, cold. like, fan-wise, like, I've seen, like, the same – coach gets spit at by the, uh, the Greek people like walking into um, the locker room at halftime like like Greece it can get rowdy out there for sure like it was a good experience but I've seen so much now I feel like a vet now like just from yeah. one year so <laughs> I think cool. those are the, that's the craziest thing is seeing people just get cut like it's just it's so cutthroat out there it's mm-hmm. like I wasn't used to that in college. You you have four years to play, so you're not even worried about like you know losing your scholarship or anything like that. Yeah, it is uh, overseas. It's it is. It's like the wild wild west. I think you know. There's a lot of there's just it's there's a lot of rules that don't apply that we kind of you know like you said in college and like even just watching NBA contracts. You how many guys like I looked at a thing the other day and it's like. Mozgov and you know there's like four other guys like Chandler Parsons and you're like like even the Bobby Bonilla thing that comes up every year with the Mets you're guaranteed money and then you go over there and it's just like here's you sign a contract and they're like nope like Mm -hmm. see ya and you're like what just happened we were paid in cash too so yeah that was another story like walking around with like lots of cash in your pocket like it's not safe like you know like that's not stuff we do in in the state so it's like it's so unpredictable, like you said, like overseas is definitely the wild, wild west. <laughs> <laughs> did you have to go? Did you like get a uh, 
get a bank account, like everything over there and just, and yeah. just start like, I remember, you know, a situation I had to kind of go get my money and go right to the bank. Cause I was scared to lose it. And I know other guys who were just like, Nope, I'm not putting it in a bank. I'm putting it like in my pillow. And you're like, Oh my God, dude, like this is not the safest situation. Everyone knows who you are and they know where you live. It's like, a matter of time. They're bad. just going to be like, we're going to vent your salary tonight. Like, yeah, just, what's, what's your Venmo? It's going to happen. Yeah, that's what, yeah. After a loss, like the whole like management is shaking up. Like, like they're just so shaky about losses. But when you win, they're like dap you up with your, with your payment in your hand. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> opposite. Like, especially playing one game a week too. Like you have the whole week to like, you know, dread through that loss and try to like get to the other one. <laughs> Luckily this year I'll be playing two games a week. So nice. I was going to say, you know, that even this season, the grind of the season, um, a lot of people look at it and they're like, oh, well, you guys only play one game a week, but they don't realize that that one game a week, that what comes between there is something that we haven't really experienced in America. Like the practices are intense. Crazy. You know, you're doing two a days. Were you doing like two a days and stuff? Yeah. I mean, in the middle of the season, yeah. But towards the end, he would, he would cut us some slack because we had some vets on the team. Nice. Nice. So who, who, what, what guys, uh, you know, did you end up playing against that you were kind of like, holy shit, when you kind of got overseas? Were there guys that you were kind of like, you know, you're like, oh, I know who that is? Uh, I mean, we played Panthenaikos, so we played Jimmer Fredette. We played mm-hmm. this, Deshaun Thomas, uh, Wesley Johnson. So those guys are like, I was like, Man. I mean, I, I don't know them personally, but I know of them, you know, so it was good to play against like guys like that, but I'm like, like I said, I'm new to like the basketball world, so I I don't really know too many people. I knew my teammates. Uh, I got to play with Brandon Rush. Uh, he played for the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Billy Garrett. He played for the Knicks for a little bit. So I got to meet a couple guys that I still talk to today. That's awesome. So kind of take us through like a typical day um, overseas. Like for for people who don't really know, like what do you kind of like on a practice day, and then take us through like a day on the game day. Uh, practice day, probably have a practice in the morning, 10 a.m., uh, lift after, then you have free time, come, come back to your, I'll come back to my apartment, eat lunch, um, chill for a little bit, um, rest the body, and then we're going back at like five, um, for practice, and then we got the rest, rest of the day for ourselves. For game day, we'll have a shoot around in the morning, 11 o'clock around then, depending on, um, the time of the game, we would all always eat together. <laughs> the pregame meals were weird over there. We would eat uh, spaghetti and uh and, and eggs. I'd have never had that combination. <laughs> but, but yeah, we'll come back like an hour and thirty minutes before um, the game, and then you know get right to it. But it's pretty simple. Uh, we have a lot of free time overseas. I don't think people understand that. Like mm-hmm. most, uh, like most hours you're gonna like have is like four four hours of work so it's not that bad but it is intense like you said like it can get pretty rough towards the end of the season yeah so kind of um you've been before the the basketball tournament and you were in quarantine you, was your season ended earlier early in Greece so you had to kind of like what was that situation like because you were playing at the time when all of this uh kind of started and borders started closing and things like that kind of take us through that experience uh, yeah, so we ended our season in March. I, uh, it started with, like, the NBA. Once the NBA canceled, 
we knew like all right we might we might be going home but you know overseas like they were trying to find ways to go around and get their money you know they were <laughs> so it took us a couple of days we were in quarantine for like four days but our coach was like still trying to make us practice and we were like why like we're, we're probably gonna go home and he's like you don't know yet like we still need to get ready for the next game <laughs> like crazy um so we were there for like four days got to leave uh was in quarantine um like, like for me, like I'm like coming from college, so coming in March, like you're pretty much done, like you know, like yeah. So your body and the mind is just like wandering. So it was actually for me, it was like a good thing. <laughs> good thing <laughs> Corona happened. So <laughs> I was happy about going home, um, going back to my family. I was getting a little homesick, but uh, being in quarantine for, I was good for like a month, but like after that, I was like, I'm trying, I'm ready to get back on the court. Exactly. So before that. I really couldn't find a court or whatever like that. And then uh, I was able to go to Myrtle Beach and work out. And then I got in touch with the TV, uh, the Big X guys. And I was like, it's going to be a good a good time for exposure for me. Because I yeah. was looking forward to Summer League, but that got canceled. Yeah, that's crazy. And, uh, you know, now that you're all set for next year, uh, you know, to go back over to Greece, mm-hmm. um, have you heard anything? I've heard that want you to come over have you heard anything from them or are they still everything's still up in the air according to that uh i think it's still up in the air in terms of like a certain date they want all players but i think i'm gonna go up there early um just to get like you know acclimated with the, the new team and just be able to work out and prepare for training camp and stuff like that so i might leave like the second week of august I okay think Georgia. whatever happens like with uh the tbt then I'll like start planning out for that. That's crazy. It's this whole thing is just nuts. And, you know, especially like I, you know, I'm retired. So my quarantine has spent like chasing children around like that's That's like, it's like a completely different experience, but I couldn't imagine, you know, like the whole entire thought process of like, Oh shit. Like I'm playing next year. Like mm-hmm. I need to keep going. But like, you're just like, I can't play anywhere. Like I know the, the park, uh, down the road from me, they like actually put wood boards over the uh, rims, so you like you couldn't shoot. So like even if I wanted to take my daughter out and shoot, like it wasn't happening. Like so I just it's just it's very crazy to like kind of get in the mind of someone who's just like I need to get out there and play. It was crazy because I would go, I would I found a park down the street and I was getting up shots. You know I don't want to um, the concrete hurts the knees, so I didn't want to take years off my career. <laughs> So I was going light out there and I would ride, I would like ride my bikes for like 10 miles just to try to like stay in shape. But you know, like running, I was running hills, but you know, like that's different from basketball shape. Mm-hmm. Like, like once you get on the basketball court, like, like it's a different type of conditioning. Like it's a whole body conditioning. So, I mean, it helps like to stay in like some type of shape, but it was, it was definitely tough. Cause like, especially when I didn't have a contract, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm working towards. I don't know like what's going on next year. But once I signed, I'm like, okay, I got like a some type of certainty that's great that's great this is like i i love this because you know i feel like the the interviews that i've talked to guys before a lot of them are like guys i played with so like either they're at the end of their careers or they're you know retired like i am it's really cool to kind of get a perspective of you know a younger player who's still playing who's like dealing with this because i mean this is your this will be your second year right like coming up yeah so being so young 
and like being thrown into this. It's like interesting to see how the mindset is of someone so young who's like whose career is just starting. Like I couldn't imagine dealing with this along with the, all the other bullshit that you deal with with overseas basketball. Like, oh, by the way, here's a quarantine. You're like, what is happening right now? I mean, I'm used to the quarantine because, like, overseas, I didn't really do much. I wasn't really out, like, out and about. I was trying to save my money. Good thing okay. I saved my money because I was good for COVID. Like, it's, <laughs> everything happens for a reason. Like, I wasn't out there just spending my money. So I was able to, like, you know, be good for the summer. So I was I was quarantined before we started quarantining. So I've, I was good with, like, being in the apartment and just finding things to do. I, I read a lot and, you know, just – just chill like so I, i'm not it didn't really phase me i just wanted some type of certainty i think that's the thing for me so i was able to sign a contract early and you know have my my future taken care of that's awesome um kind of have you had any uh you know going to holy cross and have any guys who were younger than you tried to kind of jump into the overseas game uh this year have they ever asked you for advice have you ever been asked for advice by anyone who's who's you know, younger than you, who's kind of seen you play and been like, you know, how did you do this? How, have you had to give that advice yet? Or are you still like, it's still getting there? Um, a couple, a couple of people. I know I'm, like one guy, he's from Switzerland. So he knows the market over there. He played at Holy Cross. So he, he signed to a team over there. We talked a little bit. I told him how it is over here, but he had a good feel for how overseas basketball is. But for, um, Lauren Manis, she's like a women's player. She's she got drafted by the Aces, I think. Okay. The Aces. So we talked a little bit. And I told her how how lonely it can get, like just getting mm. prepared for it, just mentally. But yes, I give her advice here and there, just because like I know it's hard, especially your first year. You don't like you when you're looking for a contract. It's 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 stressful. Like that that period of time, like you're like waiting and waiting. You're working, but you're waiting. Yeah. So, I'm just trying to like, you know, give her some hope and like, I know, like, I know you're going to get a contract. You just got to wait on it. Keep working. Well, this has been incredible. Like uh, it's, it's been great to talk to you. We definitely have to stay in touch because this is like, I feel like just, I want, I want to follow your career. I want to see, you know, like I'm excited to watch on Saturday now uh, and all, you know, the people who listen to this podcast. Uh, what time is your game on Saturday? 3 p.m. Uh, awesome. Everyone check it out. The basketball tournament. What your team is the twenties? The Big X. The Big <laughs> X. Jesus Christ! What the hell? The, the Big X. <laughs> so the Big X. Uh, so check them out. Um, it's it was incredible talking to you, kind of catching up and talking basketball. We'll have to have you know you know, back on in the future. Yeah. Kinda, you know, go It'd back on with everything. Kevin, if we do in like another like month or so, like after you start playing, to get to yeah. like, all right, now uh, what's going on with this COVID stuff? How's it? How's it developing? You know, because it's cool to, like, talk about what we think is going to happen, but then mm-hmm. to talk to someone who's, like, in the trenches actually doing it. Uh, All about that, predictions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows? Making like, we were talking about that before you jumped on, like, who knows what's going to happen with all this stuff. Yeah. But, hey, Javit, before we, like, lose you or whatever, I want to make sure, you know, you send to either Kevin or to myself, make sure we get any of your Instagram pages or highlight reels, any of that stuff, make sure you send that to us. And we will okay. make sure that that ends up linked onto the video that we're going to make um, yeah. when we put it up on YouTube. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, best of luck this weekend and uh, we'll be following and uh, stay in touch. For sure. Thanks for having me. Appreciate All right. It. Thanks. Thanks. That was incredible. So, uh, you know, talking a little bit, uh, um, it was, that was a, that was a cool, I just like the young, 
I like the young players perspective and I feel like we haven't had that. Uh, and I feel like there's a few young players that we're going to talk to coming up that I have kind of like, you know, waiting, uh, to, to talk to. It's crazy doing this show and just like living a life too. Uh, like I told you last week, I was trying to get everything done with my book and I, I like sent my book out and then I'm trying to like, you know, going to the whole entire, like now I'm into like the, okay, like, you know, literary agents and like, you know, I was gonna say, I, you got to give us an update. What's going on with the book? Do you ever like a release date or whatever? So, no, because right now the literary, I, I'm trying to get, and get that whole uh, structure done. Um, there's some things that I'm thinking about too, that I've like talked to, you know, about uh, how, uh, especially like the, I wrote a chapter on Korea and um, I told the truth. I said, this is what the fuck happened there. Like, this is what happened. And I told like exactly what happened, including like emails that they sent me. I included that cause they screwed me over big time. Hmm. And uh, when, you know, I got people feedback, there was like, you know, there's a lot of like now, okay, we got to talk to the law department. We have to talk to the lawyers no just way. to make sure that when we publish this, that they're not going to come back and sue us. And I'm like, well, all I did Dude. was tell the truth. Like there's nothing, there's no bullshit we, in it. We can't let you but get censored, Kevin I, Owens. We can't let you get censored, man. I know. Well, what's crazy. That's it's crazy up. because <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to, I tried to like, I tried to sue them for like all their bullshit that they did. And like, I tried, they're like, it's not going to work in Korean court. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, I guess I'm out a hundred and something grand. And now like the thought that, that I could put a book out and they could sue the publishing company is like the biggest joke. Cause uh. like the KBL in general. Yeah. So I was like pissed. Cause I was like, dude, like, no, fuck them because they're like dickheads and they refuse to get like, you know, Every, they're like sitting there greasing the wheel over like a little bit of money to them. And I'm like, you're, you're, so the fact that they're like, well, let's try, I'm like, no, fuck that. Like we need to get this book out and they need to know exactly what's going on. So that was kind of like what I was dealing with. Wow. So I've been doing that. It's a little crazy, but um, I'm excited. I'm excited. So I, and like in the meantime, I've like, I'm like getting a lot of people. And this is the cool thing about the show is I feel like there's a lot of people who are now like, Hey, we want to come on the show. Like, and I'm yeah. like, Oh shit. Like, so I'm getting like, usually I was the one like reaching out to my friends mm -hmm. and stuff. Me like, come on the show. Now I'm getting like, well, we had like two, course. two people lined up for this spot and then like, yeah, we lost we like them. and then we and got I another like one. A, it was like, yeah, I want I in. Another, <laughs> it's crazy. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, and so it was, it was a little nuts how like uh, we went from me trying to get people on. And now it's like, and you, now like people are writing us and being like hey can i hop in your show and tell my story so hopefully that's like a sign of things to come because that'll be awesome i dig it man i dig it we'll keep keep pushing it cool but uh yeah that was awesome i uh i enjoyed that interview and uh that was cool yeah man you next rock. week or tomorrow maybe even we'll, we'll we'll get another one out so that's what i yeah so i talked so we we talked about doing a mailbag <laughs> You saw the text? Yeah, I did see that. I came back and I was like, oh, wait, wait. Okay. No, no, we're doing this. All right. We're doing that. Okay. So, uh, we, cause we had a guest at the schedule and, uh, Javay, like he was kind of like, Hey, I can do it tonight. And I was like, oh shit. And it was, this was just after the other guest was like, oh shit, I had like an issue. Can I, can we do it next week? And I was like, yeah. So then I was just like, I threw the idea to John. So we were like scrambling, but, uh, luckily we were able to get it in. But uh, yeah, we could do that show because I think Dion uh, wants to do it 
uh, next Tuesday so we can kind of, you know, go from there and okay. figure it out. But, um, yeah, that will be – so we, we'll figure out some, some fun things to do kind yeah. of, you know, with the fans and interact a little a little bit with, uh, you know, the lives and things like that. And we can, we can also talk about – I mean, now that stuff's opening up outdoors, I don't know how you feel about this, but we could do yeah. – uh, last time we did Nodding Head – um that, oh, yeah. that was so much fun. I don't know if they have yeah. an outdoor area, but like if people are doing stuff, I mean Just we can social, we outdoor, can socially yeah. distance and do like a yeah. on-site thing, man. They, oh, we'll, we'll make that work. I like that. Like that's that's like the cool thing just sitting and and talking and uh just trying to get exposure for the podcast too cuz I think that's like the cool thing. We, and we've like changed our format. So like we were just, we were just talking bullshitting all sports. And now I like it where it's just like focused on overseas basketball, because yeah. I think that's like a niche. So it's cool if people want to talk basketball and stuff. So we'll have to try to set that up. And we'll as, get on it. as the sport comes back, I think people are going to be a little bit more hungry for it. You know, there's going to be a lot more to talk about. So quarantine, oh, quarantine dude, podcast, so everyone <laughs> enjoy your quarantine podcast. Hey man, we, we learned a lot during this quarantine. We, we went, did. We went from having like uh, we couldn't even hear you. I think in our first yeah. podcast together. Yeah. And now we we got. I noticed you were you were on Instagram broadcasting. I was yeah, on man, uh, uh, Facebook. We're broadcasting. Uh, plus on Block Talk Radio broadcasting. Plus we make the video and get that out on YouTube. What's that? Four separate streams, man. That's uh. It's crazy. That's and we class. Also, we're helping. We're helping our guests figure out their tech issues. I'm like, this shit's crazy. So we're uh we're really getting there. This the show's come a long way and. The quarantine. I feel like, you know, this shit keeps going. We're going to be like uh, first take here in a few minutes. I dig it. I dig yeah. it. We, we might be able to, uh, you know, like afford a, uh, like a happy meal or something once a week, you know, once we get going. Yeah. <laughs> L- listen, we can only hope. Uh, and yeah, like, so I'm, yeah, I, I, we were talking about this. Were we live on the show yet? I don't know if we were live on the show when I was talking about, like, you were just like, oh, you're just not, you're rocking the, rocking the. No, like, I don't think we were live on the show. Yeah, I need to, we need to bring everyone's attention to uh, Mr. Owen's arms over there. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm doing a big thing now where I'm, I'm trying to, uh, I'm going to wear only, I'm not wearing sleeves all summer. Like, that's not going to happen because there's nowhere to go. And I'm getting very hot very easily. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wear sleeves. Like I'm, so I have like a variety of wrestling shirts. So my wardrobe is going to consist of mainly wrestling shirts, uh, wrestling tank tops. And like, that's what it's going to be. So if you ever see me in sleeves, know that like something is fucking horribly. That's, that's, like, when, that's like when you, you, you hang the flag upside down to show yeah. distress. We know that yeah. like, like you're under duress. If you're on the show. Something and is, yeah. <laughs> like, why? like, like, even if you see me in the street and be like, just be like, why are you wearing sleeves? Kevin, are you like, okay? Oh my god! Come on, sorry. It's okay. You can tell me what's really going on. <laughs> yeah. What's happening with the? Why are you wearing to everyone? Yeah, why are you so sweaty right now? <laughs> why you're? I'm disgusting and sweaty. That's why I don't wear sleeves. Uh, no, that's what Good it's gonna be like for the next month and month or so and a half. That's why I said everyone's out. Like, like they stopped the indoor dining, right? And I was like, yeah. who's going to want to eat outdoors in 95 degree weather in another week? It's ridiculous. I'm like, uh, I feel so bad for the restaurants and whatnot, like that are, that are going through that. And I'm just like, oh man, like I'm it not, sucks. I'm not, I'm not going outside. I'm not eating outside. Like when it's like 80 yeah. degrees, that's one thing. When it's 95 degrees, how can you even enjoy that? It, it, you don't. That's why exactly. you can't wear sleeves. Exactly. Like, and that's what <laughs> I saw something that it was like an, a waiter was taking an order. He was wearing like the mask, the mask over his mouth like the face shield 
like rubber gloves and like a whole entire like apparatus over his body like he was like in a hazmat suit pretty much and like taking an order and it was like the meme was like if if you're like this like hell bent on going out for food like just keep your ass home and cook like this is what like why would you want that i couldn't imagine my waiter i'd be like i don't feel comfortable but you, you feel know. bad for them you know what i mean like exactly like, uh, like you gotta be sweating like like i can't even wear sleeves exactly you know? yeah i refuse to wear sleeves and you have to wear all this shit the hazmat hazmat outfit man yeah listen i, well, I, I don't know awesome. if, i don't know if i can go that way i've, I've been working out kevin I, I told you i told you back like quarantine, we were supposed to work yeah. out together at the echelon yep. fitness yeah and i was like i refuse to come out of this fucking quarantine a fat ass so yeah. I've been I've been doing some stupid stuff like you find the stuff online. Um, yeah. You know I got an exercise bike that I'm that I'm rolling with. You know I'm not I'm not at Kevin Owens level. <laughs> you know I I don't know if I can go the sleeveless shirt yet. But it, it's, well, it's, listen, it's all about gold, next, man. <laughs> next summer neither of us wear sleeves. No sleeve next summer. All right, let's make that the goal. Next summer you all got right. a year to get me get me get get me at least like like in the same ballpark in the same state let's call it say yeah that. and then you got to get a bunch of wrestling t- tank tops too. like you and Jahava are talking about like going through people and i was like yeah it must be nice guys <laughs> well that's a, it was great that was like one of my favorite things because he, he it's like it's crazy how you kind of meet some of these guys and then you know like for the first time on the show and then you're like holy shit they're just like me and I, that's what I like. Like even as the host, I'm just like, holy shit, that's just like me. And that's what I hope our listeners are like, holy shit, like that's just like me too. And like there's like this connection because I want the guys who listen overseas to play or to to listen. I yeah. said that wrong. I want these guys who play overseas to listen. I want the guys, the you know, the people who love overseas or just love basketball to listen as well. But like, yeah, it's crazy. Like there's a lot of similarities between guys who play this game. And that's like the cool thing is kind of find those guys who are like very similar to you and being like, wow. Yeah. You know, well, it's, cool. it's, I mean, it's, it's words of wisdom, man. Like, uh, don't you wish you could go back and listen to some of the older players? And like for me, music wise and baseball wise, like, you know, when you're young and you think you fucking know everything and yep. then you, you hear people saying, hey, you should do this. You should think about this. And now with that we're in our thirties and, and whatnot, you're like, Man, I should have listened to that guy. Exactly. That guy knew what he yeah. was talking about. Save mm-hmm. your money. Like Java, I was just like when he said he was saving his money, I was like, Good for you, dude. Like what he's he's gotta be like what, twenty, twenty one? Yeah, he's young. And, and he's saving like, his money he, uh, and yet, you know, like he's for COVID, I'm like, God damn, like I'm thirty four yeah. and I'm like, All right, we got the bills coming in this month. <laughs> uh-huh. He's just a, he's smart a kid. you know very smart kid, great basketball player. Um you know, and and that's those are the guys. You know, I want to see you know these young kids who play overseas to really be successful and to kind of you know keep leaving their mark on overseas basketball and like especially in you know as Americans to keep leaving their mark because it's always going to be a market. It's always going to be there. So we're excited for uh, him and we're excited for our our guests to uh, come on and for the guests who are coming up. We're excited as well. So uh, yeah, good times, John. Yes, we good? Sir. Yeah. All right, sweet. So, uh, Matchup Zone, again, uh like to thank uh, DJ John Hunt, producing. Check him out if you need DJ, and John's doing, like, Zoom shit and stuff. So, if you're in, you, you currently reside in Poland, <laughs> if you can get a translator, hit up John, because he'll Zoom DJ the shit out of your Polish party. Hey, man. Be awesome. Whatever we got, I'm starting to get those phone calls for live events outside, too. So, anyone who's looking to have a live event outside, 
graduations, you know, whatever it is, let me know. I actually, Kev, I did this thing, and I'll talk to you about it, but it was like, uh, it was very similar to one of our last guests where it was like pop-up phys ed classes. Oh, wow. Um, like the guy's like a phys ed teacher, but he's looking at family health. And we did this thing on Sunday where he basically took over a corporate parking lot and, and had like street hockey and games. And I was there DJing and I was talking to him cause he's trying to grow this business. We're talking about getting food trucks involved and stuff like that. So, you know, it might be something we could talk to him eventually, you know, maybe even do a sponsorship or some type of partnership or even online stuff as uh, my Absolutely. little guy jumps in the frame. No, that, here. Was, that was awesome. That's just like the greatest video I've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, I slowly <laughs> saw it coming. Yeah, they both come. They're ready That's to go. Awesome. awesome. All right, brother. All right, you guys rock. Uh, matchup Zone. Thanks, everyone, uh, for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, see ya. I'm in my boot purse and I don't bust back because I shoot first.